0: Welcome into Lockdown Blackhawks for Thursday, March 12th, 2020. Hawks beat the San Jose Sharks 6-2 in what might be the last hockey we see in a long time. Jay Zawaski with you here. Thanks for tuning into Lockdown Blackhawks. We are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are going to get into the Hawks win over the Sharks. It was a good win, a really solid performance, some impressive performances from some young players but we've got to get to the news of the day as well and that is the coronavirus and I hate I don't don't want to do this show but we have to we absolutely have to do it but I promise you we will talk hockey we'll get into all the important stuff that happened on the ice but first some of the news off the ice first of all I want to tell you how to get in touch 708-653-0572 Blackhawks at gmail.com is the email twitter at lo underscore blackhawks Follow my personal account at JayZawaski670 and the Madhouse Podcast at MadhousePod. All right. If you are living in a hole, which might not be a bad idea these days, um, I'm recording this as soon as the Blackhawks game wrapped up on Wednesday night. So by the time uh, you hear this on Thursday morning, there could be a whole new glut of news and this could all be outdated. I hope not. But here's the latest from around the world of sports. Uh, Rudy Gobert, a member of the Utah Jazz, tested positive for coronavirus. The Jazz and. Um, who the hell are they playing? God, the Thunder. The Jazz and Thunder were playing a game that they literally stopped in the middle of the game and sent everyone home. They sent everybody home in the middle of the game with no explanation. They said, please leave in an orderly fashion. You are safe. We'll give you more information when we have it. Okay? Then, maybe about a half hour later, the NBA announced they are suspending their season. If you watch the Hawks game, which you obviously did if you're listening to this podcast, you saw during the intermission, Darren Dreger said the league is evaluating. They're expected to make some announcement tonight, meaning Wednesday night. As of now, they're not suspending play, but there's going to be an update on Thursday. I can't believe that if the NBA has suspended their season, that the NHL will not. And I know the NBA has an infected player and the NHL doesn't, but I can almost guarantee you that the NHL does, and they just don't know it yet. You've got NBA players and NHL players sharing facilities all the time, not the same locker rooms, but the same facilities. Um, It's just a matter of time, and I think the smart thing to do is to shut it down. And I know there's some people that are listening to this rolling their eyes and... um, getting frustrated and saying people are overreacting but it's getting worse and maybe overreaction is what's needed to stop it and what's the harm in being overcautious right I know it's inconvenient I know it's frustrating but there were 21,000 people in the United Center on Wednesday night 21,000 people if one person in there is infected that can cause a huge problem so, common sense should prevail here. Sports are sports. They're an escape. And that's why the, most of this podcast is going to be about sports. Because I think you tuned into this for an escape. But I can't in good conscience, good conscience rather, uh, do this show and not mention what's potentially going to happen in the NHL. As I'm recording, I'm keeping an eye on Twitter to see if anything changes between when I started and... You know, and when I end, looking for updated uh, news statements and here, here we go. One just popped from NHL PR. It says the NHL is aware of the NBA's decision tonight to indefinitely suspend its season due to players due to a player testing positive for the coronavirus. The NHL is continuing to consult with medical experts and is evaluating the options. We expect to have a further update tomorrow. I would be shocked if they don't follow the NBA's lead and suspend the season and I don't know what that means for playoffs I don't know what it means for the Stanley Cup we are in unprecedented territory here and I feel like everyone's just sort of figuring it out as they go but it's good that they're figuring it out and hey out of the sports world if you didn't hear about this Tom Hanks and his wife Rita Wilson are in Australia on the set of a movie and they both tested positive for coronavirus so it's getting real. It's it's becoming something we are being forced to face. There's someone in my building in Chicago. The first downtown case was in my building in Chicago. That's terrifying. And I woke up this morning and saw that email and I said, "Am I am I going to work? I've got a kid. I'm a softball coach. What am I supposed to do?" It's hard time for everybody. It's a tricky time for everybody. Just look I don't know all you personally obviously but you spend some time to listen to me and I appreciate that very much so I, I care about the well-being of my audience and, and really everybody because I'm a bleeding heart as uh, my father always tells me Um, just be careful just be smart and I know it's inconvenient but let's all do the right thing here let's all take care of each other look out for the, your older relatives you know who may have issues because look my dad, my uncles, they're like, nah this is nothing. This is and, and I'm doing everything I can to convince them that it's something. And look, I would love to be wrong. And if I'm wrong, we can all laugh about it. We'll all have a beer and say, what? remember that? Remember how freaked out we were? That was silly. But let's let's do the right thing here and let's let's use our minds, use our brains, and uh let's trust the experts, trust the scientists that are telling you, yes, indeed, this is something to be feared, this is something to be respected, and uh, man, it is. this is a very strange thing, I remember bird flu, I remember SARS, I remember H1N1, and how scary all those were, but then they never really picked up the steam that a lot of people feared, because doctors reacted right away, there was a little bit of a delay this time, and hopefully it's not too late, I just read a story that the Cleveland Clinic has developed a test that will give you a result in eight hours, which is great. They created that test from scratch in nine days. That to me is pretty incredible. So kudos to the doctors who are working around the clock and the scientists who are working around the clock to fix this and get everybody healthy and get the world back to normal because God knows we need it. And man, when this is all over, sports whether your team is good or whether your team sucks is going to be a very welcome source of stress as opposed to very real, very scary, the very real and very scary stress we're feeling right now. All right, that's it for that. Unless some news breaks during the podcast, it's going to be all hockey from here on out on Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team Every day, the Blackhawks beat the San Jose Sharks 6-2 in an impressive win. Really a lot to like in this game. So as we always do, let's go over the game's pluses and minuses. And we will start with, hmm, what should we start with today? I'm going to go with the pluses this time, as I do literally every time. My first plus of the game. We've got to admit it. He had a really good game. Number 92, Alex Nylander with a goal and assist he was plus 2 1430 of ice time two shots on goal two miss shots a hit what a block shot really solid game from Alex Neilander and that my friends is why every now and again Neilander buys himself a few buys himself a few games right where you're like all right well i see now i can sort of see why they like him i can see what he does well that was a really good game all right what's the next game going to be how are you going to look next time That's the question. And the game after that. And the game after that. And the game after that. Put it together. If Nylander can play every game like tonight, you're talking about him being another William Nylander, which would be wonderful. I'll even settle for a Michael Nylander at this point. I'll call that a win. He's got the skill. He's got the ability. He's got to put it together. And once he does that, he'll be worth trading Henry Okaharyu, maybe. Second plus of the game. I mean... Just another night for Patrick Kane. Two goals, 11 shots on goal for Patrick Kane, and another shot attempt of his was blocked. His 32nd and 33rd goals of the season. Awesome game for Patrick Kane. Needless to say, 11 shots on goal, yes, that's being involved in the offense. Guess who was second on the Blackhawks in shots on goal against San Jose? That's right, Brandon Hagel in his NHL debut four shots on goal and just 11:48 of ice time liked his game scrappy kid gets to the net does all the things that you need a bottom six winger to do I think I like him better than Highmore a little bit it's one game so I don't want to you know jump to too many conclusions but Hagel just sort of looks more of the part another guy who had an impressive game Nicholas Bodan his first NHL game plus one 1701 of ice time two shots on goal Two more shot attempts were blocked. He had another missed shot. He had two hits, two blocked shots. You heard Greg Boyson from the Hockey Writers on yesterday's podcast talk about Bodin's intelligence and how he understands the game very well. You could see that in his first game in the NHL. He looked poised. He looked ready to go. He didn't seem overwhelmed by the moment at all, and I really liked Jeremy Cowden putting him and Doc and Kubalik and Hagel out, on the lo- out for the first shift. Get those butterflies out of the way right away. Duncan Keith was his defensive partner in that first shift. Um, I really like that move from Cowton. Get it over with so they're not sitting on the bench all nervous, waiting for that first shift. You're going to start the game, and they started pretty well. So really impressed with all the Hawks young players. And another guy, Lucas Carlson, 18 minutes plus two. Now all of a sudden, we're looking at the landscape of Hawks defensemen, and I'm not going to go too far after one game. I'm not going to do it. But look, you feel good about Boquist. I think most Hawks fans still feel good about Murphy. You feel good about what you've seen from Carlson so far. Slater Cuckoo's been better. Um, Bodan had a nice debut. There's five defensemen right there. Right? They're, they're Suddenly, the Hawks' defensive depth doesn't look so bad. You've still got Ian Mitchell on the horizon. And like Greg Boyson said yesterday, maybe Bodan benefits from another year at Rockford. But I was so impressed with how he looked in his first game. But like we've said all year with young defensemen, sometimes as the grind starts to get to them, you'll see them, the pressure of being perfect or trying to be perfect can weigh on a player. And it's sometimes after like five or ten games where you start to see kind of a a dip in play because, sure, for the first game, you're able to keep up with the speed, keep up with the pace, all those things, but having to do it night after night after night, that can get challenging for a young skater. So I'm interested to see what the plan is for the rest of this year with Nicholas Baudin. I would like to see him finish the season here. I know a lot of people in Rockford want him back for their Calder playoff push, but again, uh, with today's news, it might not even matter. So it's just uh i don't know really positive game for the blackhawks let's hope you know i guess i don't know i i i want the lead to do the right thing but if this is the last game we see in some time it's a pretty good one i'm looking for minuses and i'm kind of struggling to find any um i thought the hawks played really well they did they outshot the sharks 45 to 36 as they should they're a better team uh two power play goals for the Hawks in this one, there's just there's not a lot to be upset about in this game. There's really not. So I'm going to skip the minuses. It's going to be all positives, all pluses, because uh, the Hawks earned it. It was a really really solid game. By the way, I haven't even mentioned Alex Debrink gets three assists, three shots on goal, another shot attempt blocked, and another shot, two two more shots missed. So good game for him. Taves had two assists. Keith had two points. Strome had a really nice assist on Nylander's goal. All around, really, really solid and encouraging game for the Blackhawks. Uh, Let's hope, if they do continue playing the season, that's how most of these games look. It's Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Jay Zawoski with you here. Hawks win 6-2 over the San Jose Sharks at home at the United Center in front of 21,000 fans on the night the NBA suspended season due to coronavirus fears here's a little bit of news that broke uh, while I was recording the podcast Uh, the Sharks found out about the situation between the second and third period the Blackhawks found out after the game they had no idea and uh, Patrick Kane took some questions from the media addressing the situation and for a guy who was sort of just finding out about the situation I think Patrick Kane handled himself really really well give this a listen this audio courtesy of NBC Sports Chicago
1: Patrick how aware are you of what's going on I mean when you're playing a game like that how aware are you about the NBA suspending its season does that trickle into the locker room at all I didn't hear about it till after the game so uh you know it's just kind of pretty fresh and new to me right now but uh I guess uh, things are getting pretty real around here, so, um, you know, it is what it is. I guess we'll take the recommendations that we get, and uh, um, hopefully it passes by soon. And, um, you know, I think as players, you want to keep playing the games and keep the season going. And, um, you know, for us, I think we're pretty excited about this uh, this three-game stretch we had here, San Jose, Ottawa, and Washington, and, um, you know, trying to win these games and, Get ourselves back into it again. How much does an athlete's training go into keeping the focus then in situations like this, when the outside world is intruding? Upon. Yeah, I mean, um, you try to focus on what's at hand. To be honest with you, trying not to think about it too much. We've been told to wash our hands, don't touch our face, and drink a lot of water. And uh, Um, You know, hopefully uh, um, that would be enough, but obviously, you know, you look at the NBA, there's some pretty highly conditioned athletes as well, and it trickled into that league. So um, I guess you never know what can happen. How
0: devastating would it be, though, if the season ended either today or
1: tomorrow? Again, I, I mean, I think that's all kind of speculation right now, so I think that's something we'll wait and hear about. The, the NHL says that they're evaluating, they're aware of the situation, so they say they may have an update tomorrow. Does that uh, give you any concern? No, we'll just kind of wait and see what happens. Um, again, like I don't think we really know much about the situation um, except that uh, the NBA suspended games, and we'll see what the NHL does, so um, we'll kind of wait to hear about it. Take one more for Patrick. Prefer- preferable
0: to play the game's though, in front of nobody, then not
1: at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> we we'll kind of uh, just touch my face there. I'm not supposed to touch my face. But uh, um, like I said, we'll just kind of wait and hear what happens. And just, you know, it is what it is. You just kind of have to go about it the, with uh, whatever's recommended and whatever the league decides.
0: There's Patrick Kane after the game on Wednesday night talking about the uh, league moving forward or not with the rest of the season uh, with the coronavirus uh, kind of on top of everything right now, dominating the news cycle as it should. It's a big deal, uh, but Patrick Kane handled himself quite well there. Uh, uh, one more piece of sound I want to bring you. Uh, Jeremy Cowton discussed the debut performances of Nicholas Bodan and Brandon Hagel. Thought this is some audio you'd like to hear as well. This is also brought to you by, or not brought to you by, but also courtesy of NBC Sports Chicago.
2: Baudin I just thought he made a lot of plays. He, 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 a lot of passes, a lot of clean plays. Whether it was in transition, uh, you know, neutral zone off a turnover, like he, he almost caught solder for that breakaway. Like you just love to see that because um, I think we, with our work ethic, we can create some turnovers and some transition opportunities. But we got to make those plays, and uh, he showed that he could do that. So that was really positive. I thought he was. Um, pretty good defensively you know it wasn't perfect but he 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 did a lot of good things so really nice uh, debut for him and then Hagel I thought was very involved Um, skated well competed well I love that he took the puck to the net uh, multiple times took the puck inside won a 50-50 took it inside testing their defense and uh, I think that was contagious you know he started to do that and then you know Saad beats his guy off the wall and scores like that I think we can see more of that. We can be tougher to play against in the offensive zone. And uh, nice to see from him.
0: That's Jeremy Cowton after the game on Wednesday night. Uh, Yeah, I agree with most of the things he said. I like that he mentioned Hagel's uh, aggressiveness as sort of contagious. And I know Brandon Sod's a guy that plays that way all the time. But to have a kid come out there and, and really assert himself in his first ever game, that sort of thing is contagious. You've seen when games start to pick up in physicality or intensity, that it trickles down to everybody right if a game is passive and sort of back and forth and there's a lot of icings everyone seems a little bit disinterested the game plays a little bit slower but that blues game is a good example as soon as things started to get a little bit feisty the game picked up in pace right and everybody gets involved that way so Hagel I'm not saying fighting not necessarily fighting or anything like that but just making hits when they're available winning board battles, all those things add an element of intensity to the game. That's why playoff hockey is so much better than regular season hockey because you have almost every player on the ice giving everything they have all the time. It's definitely contagious. You don't want to be the guy on your team who's getting outworked by a teammate, so it's great to see. And I was really impressed, like Counten said, good game for Bodan. I think his poise and his confidence showed very, very well. Uh, Really impressed with him and his NHL debut Really, really solid game for Bodan. So, this is a game that you've got to feel good about, right? And I know that the playoffs are a pipe dream, and landing a top overall pick is a pipe dream at this point, too. But so, really, what we're left with is playing out the season and hoping that things can improve on the ice, that the young players take a step forward, that the veteran players keep going and stay motivated and you set a nice precedent going into next season, you end the season on a high note, on a good note, and maybe, just maybe, you fill, finish three, four points of a playoff spot, you don't feel so awful about things. Um, but look, this was a good, exciting hockey game, and like I said earlier, if it's the last one we see for a little while, and it very well could be, it'll be a nice one to sort of uh, think back on whenever the season should come to a close, be it when it's normally scheduled in April, or if it's tomorrow or whatever, uh, that will be a nice game to think back on. A lot of memorable moments, the debut of Bodan and Hegel, among the you know the great performances for most of the guys on the team. So really good, memorable game. As for the podcast, if the season's canceled or suspended, I'm not really sure what the plan of action is. I'm not going to stop doing it, but it probably doesn't make sense to be doing it five days a week. Um, I will consult with the people from the Lockdown Podcast Network, um, who employ me to do this podcast. And I'll make a plan of action. And as soon as I know, I'll fill you in. But let's cross that bridge when we get there. Because look, there's no point in in planning for something that hasn't happened yet. But it does seem very likely just sort of reading between the lines that even though it it wasn't done last night, that the NHL will probably follow the NBA's lead and suspend the season for a little while. So, Anyway that's going to do it for this episode Of Lockdown Blackhawks Let's get back to normal shall we This has all come so fast (laughs) I I miss being only stressed out about the Blackhawks I really really do So let's hope uh, All the people in charge From the scientists to the uh, doctors To the uh, politicians to everybody Gets on the same page Works this thing out And we'll be back to normal in no time But either way I'll be here for you On Lockdown Blackhawks We are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network your team every day stay safe stay healthy and we'll talk to you real soon on the podcast thank you all so much for listening